Welcome to Ghostly. Is St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 in New Orleans haunted? Wow, that was a lot. It, it was <laughs> a lot, but I, I wanted to be clear. Oh, yeah. Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week, except for in October, where we come out every single week. Every week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real, and my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, I'm your host, Pat, and that was Rebecca. Um, what's been going on, Rebecca? <laughs> the little voice going <laughs> every week. Every me. week, yeah. Um, what's been going on is it's spooky season. It is, definitely. So I'm really excited about this episode. Uh, it's St. Louis Cemetery number one in oh, wow. New Orleans. Uh, I've been there. The first time I was there was in 2004. Okay. 2000. 2004. 2004. Yeah. Um, and a couple of things that I noticed right away about this cemetery. It gives off this creepy feeling because all of the people are buried above ground. And, and we're going to talk more about that later. But also, it feels just like a little neighborhood cemetery because of its size. Although it's all super compact <laughs> into, yeah, it's just like, it's only like a block long, but it is super compact. They fit a lot in. They definitely do. Okay. Um, but at the same time, it absolutely, it's nothing like a neighborhood cemetery. It's, I, I this is going to be my least descriptive episode, <laughs> I would say. Okay. Because it's really hard to explain these kind of things. It also feels like a dump at times, oh. I got to say. But in a lot of the tombs are uh, really in bad condition. But then again, it feels very fancy at the same time. <laughs> so I showed you a picture there. We can post that in the show notes. Yeah, you took some pictures while you were there. I mean, doesn't that kind of look kind of dumpy there as far as the cemetery goes? Yeah, it looks like... So we've got like two great... The, I don't know. It's hard to tell. There's like a tomb kind of building, but then there's just like two stones that look to me more like regular graves, though I yeah. suppose they're above ground. But they've got kind of like rocks around them, and it 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 definitely doesn't look very planned. I mean, it no. looks it looks like there's like people have been shifting things around, or that just the you know erosion or something. It definitely looks like that. Yeah. It, it's one of the most bizarre places that I've ever been to in my life. New Orleans in itself is a very bizarre place because you know you're in the U.S., but it doesn't feel like the U.S. when mm. you're in the French Quarter. Sure. Uh, it's it's totally different. It's just weird. I don't know. Uh, when I was there, I was on a tour. Okay. Um, I know that they still do those tours, mm -hmm. um, but you have to pay really big money for them now. Mm -hmm. um, but this was before they closed the cemetery to the public. Oh, okay. So there were a lot of people that just walked up and got on our tour with us, <laughs> uh, even though they didn't pay for it. Great. Um, so there was this one moment when I looked up at this tomb that was like a woman with a cross. It probably was Mary, I'm thinking. Um, and it was at the top. And it's like towers over everything. And it felt like the heavens opened up above me. The clouds were just amazing. 
I, I took a picture of it, and I'll have Rebecca post it in the show notes, but there's the picture. Yeah, it's beautiful, guys. Um, so yeah, definitely take a look at the show notes. Um, you can always go to ghostlypodcast.com too to, to see things. Um, but it does look like, I mean, it looks big. I mean, you you know, you talk about it being just like on a block. I mean, this to me looks, I mean, it, obviously it's hard to see the perspective of it, but like it looks like it's really tall, looks like it towers yeah. above everything around it. And it does. I mean, that particular the thing does. Are amazing. Yeah, it was, and that was on a 2004 digital camera too. So yeah, it I looks mean, great. Yeah, it was an AOL camera that I had. An AOL camera? Yeah, they give you a free camera when you subscribed. I I didn't get a free camera. Well, you didn't subscribe at the right time. Well, I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is the part where we do shout outs. There are two ways to get a shout out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcast. We always prefer those five-star reviews, but we, we will read any and all reviews that we receive. The second way is to become a member on Patreon. Uh, just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on Patreon in the menu bar. And we have a lot of different tiers to choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them give you extra Ghostly. And uh, this month, it's going to be insane for those Patreon people. They're going to have six episodes. Yes. Uh, And the first of which is extra uh, for uh, our previous episode, Graceland. Yeah, we go into more details about it. More more Graceland stories. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely subscribe to uh, on Patreon to get that. Yeah, so we did get a review, and this one is from the United Kingdom. And because this person shares your name... okay. I thought I would have you read the review. Okay. But they are from the UK, Rebecca, so you have to do it in their voice. Well, I don't know their voice. I mean, the British people have different accents. Well, you have to imagine. I just have to imagine. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's Riki is the, the name, uh, and it's titled, I'm a Ghostly Fan. Okay. <laughs> I am so sorry, <laughs> listener. I, again, no idea what your accent is. <laughs> Um, I had to write a review as I love your show. Uh, now I'm going very posh with my accent. <laughs> I don't know why. It's nice to have a fellow believer of the same name. Now, now I'm getting into, I don't even know what. <laughs> <laughs> your witty and fun debates are brilliant. And you, you, you're always, you always manage to make me chuckle. Thank you. And especially for the Oakley Court episode. I watched Rocky Horror because of it and have been obsessed ever since. Keep up the good work. It's a little bit like Mary Poppins, a little (laughs) bit of I don't even know what, but I like thinking of a posh British lady being like, I love Rocky Horror now. (laughs) I watch it every day. But a fellow Rebecca. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you so much for the awesome review. Um, We really appreciate you. And we love getting reviews from other countries, too. It's yeah. really great. You just can't see it on our Apple podcast when you go on there. So you can see it on our website. If you mm-hmm. go under Find Us and Meet Your Host, then you can see all the reviews that we've received. Yes. Thank you for those reviews. All right. So I've got some listener mail. And this one is from uh, Kim R. Um, I hope you are both well. I have been meaning to share this for a while, but it took time to put it to, uh, all into words on paper. Anyway, I hope y'all enjoy this story. 
I am not sure if the following was the result of a botched seance I participated in or if that was just a coincidence. It all started when I was about 10 years old going on 11. I woke up to see what I assumed was my mom. I saw a black shadow peeking into my room. The shadow was so dark you could make out a human shape through the darkness around it. I asked if it was time to get up for school and the figure nodded and moved away from the doorframe. I laid there for a few more minutes and then thought my mom would be mad if I didn't get up. So I crawled out of bed and headed down a dark hallway. It was confusing because my mom just told me it was time to get up, but it seemed my brother was still in bed. Making my way to the kitchen, I noticed all the lights were off and no one was awake. A quick look at the clock on the microwave showed the time to be 3.16 in the morning. Oh, that's probably because ghosts are in different, um, they're in a different time zone. It's the witching hour. No, they're just in a different time zone, you know, (laughs) that's all. Confused, I just shook my head and went back to bed. When it was time to get up, I asked my mom about it, and she said she did not go at that time to wake me up as she was asleep herself. Now, it's possible this could have been a dream or hallucination caused by walking, sorry, waking half asleep in the middle of the night, yet the time on the clock was eerie, even if it was just a coincidence. Fast forward to a Friday night that I could not sleep. I had a sense of fear and felt something was in my room with me. I was sitting up in my bed with the lights on. Glancing towards the foot of the bed, I saw an indentation of the mattress like someone or something was sitting there watching me. Thinking it was all in my head, I got up and to turn on my stereo. I thought My thought was music would calm my nerves and help me fall asleep. As I got up and made my way to the stereo, a jewelry box toppled off the dresser that was next to the foot of my bed. I said a quick prayer for asking for protection when the phone rang. I went to my brother's room, he was still up, to see who was calling in the middle of the night. The call was from a family friend who said he had a feeling he should call and check on us to make sure everyone was okay. We talked on the phone with him for about two hours. After hanging up, I went back to my room and the feeling was gone. The indentation on my mattress had disappeared and I was able to fall asleep. I have one more instance that happened in my room, but this is already pretty long, so I will write in with that part at another time. Take care and keep doing what y'all do. Uh, Thank you so much, Kim. And if you want to have your story read, we always want to hear your stories. So uh, you can send your story to us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or you can use the contact us form on ghostlypodcast.com or you can send it to us in the snail mail. We love the snail mail, the real actual mail. P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. Uh, and you may not remember all of that. So we're probably we, won't. Probably won't. And yeah. if you're driving and stuff, like we don't want you to hurt anybody. Yeah. So yourself. you can just go to our website yeah. and go to the bottom of the page. It's called The Footer. Yeah. The Footer. And it's all there. Yeah. Um, and I need stories, guys. I mean, I have a few, you know, but yeah. like. I need more. So you need spooky things to happen I, to people. I, I yes. No, I want to. I'm. Mm-hmm. I am positive that our listeners have already had spooky things happen. Send them in. They don't need to be long. Like we don't need to. You know, like it doesn't need to be some big dramatic story. Although it can be. Uh, but you know, it could just be some weird little thing that happened, and you're not sure what it is. Uh, we we love to hear about all those paranormal happenings. Uh, so uh, send them to us. Hmm. 
I, you had a weird thing happen to you that could be kind of ghostly with your Game Pass, right? My Game Pass. Um, <laughs> your, me being your stupid. Xbox. <laughs> you want me? You want me to tell <laughs> Rebecca being stupid story? Because those, don't know. those I mean, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> where I just am dumb, like where I don't understand what's happening. Well, I think you have to tell it now though okay well it might be cheating so i'm not sure but hopefully this doesn't get back to the xbox people i okay. don't know I'm, I'm guessing it's fine no i just this was just me being stupid i had bought uh i tried to buy a cheap uh xbox live uh game pass game well xbox live code that then you switch into game pass but anyways uh and i was a 12 month code well they sent me four codes and i checked all four and they were only three months <laughs> And so I got all upset that they didn't send me a 12-month code. And then they had to tell me, well, no, it's four three-month codes that when you add them together, that makes uh, 12 months. I think that might be a ghost. No, that's just m me not processing information correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I can and how long did you try on those codes? Uh, that was for like days. For days. <laughs> what? I was no, really upset. Come on. Yeah. All right, you got a ghost story, right? Uh, <laughs> I do have a ghost story. <laughs> I mean, I know that was ghostly, though. But, no, you know. no, thanks for thanks for that, Pat. Um, all right, so uh, okay, here's our ghost story. It's time for a spooky tale from Rebecca. Yesterday was a day I'm not sure I'll forget. My husband and I are visiting New Orleans, and I promised my mother we would visit her grandmother's tomb. She's in St. Louis number one. You can't just go in anymore. You need permission. Luckily, as family, we were able to get that. It's a beautiful place, and it took us a little bit to find her grave. What's eerie was how quiet it was. I mean, you expect a cemetery to be a little quiet, but because they don't allow people in without permission, we seem to be the only people walking around. We found her grave, and I set down the flowers I brought and a note from my mother. I spoke a few words, and then we just stood there, paying our respects. And then a man walked up to us. It was a little surprising. As I said, it was quiet. My husband said, hello, and the man said, hello. He asked us what brought us there, which seemed like an odd question. I mean, it's a cemetery. But grief does things, and I just told him who we were visiting. He nodded his head. I noticed he had the most striking blue eyes, that kind of color that's beautiful but also looks unreal. He said, well, I've been trying to find my tomb. Vignet, have you seen it? N no, I said. I I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. Maybe I can share your great-grandmother's. And he laughed. My husband and I just looked at him. It took a minute. I mean, what an odd joke. He just laughed and started walking away. We looked at each other again and just 
couldn't understand his tomb. We decided it was time to get out of there. Unfortunately, we had to go the same way the odd man had, but we kept going. And I kept my eye out for him, but I couldn't find him. He was gone. Now, it's a big enough place with these tall tombs, but he would have needed to really hide himself for us not to see him. We were right behind. So I have to wonder, maybe he does have a tomb? All right, so my typical question is how much of that is all made up? Well, it's a fictionalized version of a story that people tell. Now, I will say, when you started saying the end of it, first of all, if I had to debate this, I probably could. Mm-hmm. But um, the first thought I had was, man, that would be a great place to play hide-and-go-seek. <laughs> because there is a lot of like, Little hidey places and, and stuff. And there's tombs that are like the size of a person. Yeah, yeah. You know, like standing. So sure. I mean, not. I mean, they all should be the size of a person, <laughs> right? But I mean, standing up, right? <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take a break. And when Rebecca stops laughing, we will be back with the history. <laughs> be back soon. We are excited to announce a new way you can support Ghostly. Joining us on Patreon. There are many reasons to become a patron. Not only are you helping Ghostly cover its own cost, but you can... Get Ghostly episodes early. You can get up to 25% off Ghostly gear. Get a shout out on the next episode. You can get a priority request for a new episode. Get more Rebecca's creepy bedtime stories. And the biggest news, you can get exclusive content with our new show called Ghostly X for the weeks that Ghostly does not have a new episode. As well as many more cool rewards that we can't wait to share with our patrons. So please, help us become the podcast that we've always wanted to be. You can sign up by going to ghostlypodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon link on the menu bar. Pat Facts are sponsored by Tarot by Ta. Ta's a professional tarot card reader with over 20 years of experience. You know, Rebecca, he reads at numerous public events, private parties, and personal appointments throughout the greater Chicagoland area. He also does his readings worldwide using online services like Zoom. But the best part is, mm-hmm. he's hashtag team skeptic. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'll give it to him. Okay, you're not going to ar- argue this or no. anything? Uh, to find out more about Ta, visit and like his Facebook page at facebook.com slash tarot by Ta. And I'm sure you'll put that in the show notes as well, right? Of course. Uh, All of our sponsors are in the show notes, uh, so definitely check it out. 
And yeah, we do have our new sponsor for this month, Neil from Graveside Paranormal as well. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we do. And then of course our favorite, or well, okay, they're all our favorite. I shouldn't say that, <laughs> but one of our longest running is what I was going yes. to say. Um, sponsors is um, uh, Sinister, Sinister Coffee. Coffee. Yeah, which I'm just gonna say I'm drinking some Sinister Coffee right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the what black, kind? Of- the Black Dahlia is oh, my favorite. Nice dark roast. So yeah, you um, like it dark and burnt. I do. Yeah. I do. But they have the other one actually um I'll give to people if they come visit or whatever and I'm making coffee um which is they they have like different flavor ones like lighter yeah. ones. So And that one yeah you've given it to me and it's got like hints of cinnamon and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's great. So good. They have it's so, so many. Good. Oh my god. Anyways, if you haven't gone uh to their their website so Sinister Coffee and Creamery um the, they are also paranormal investigators. Yeah. So go check out their website order the coffee they'll deliver it to you it comes in a cool box and uh you can read about their paranormal investigations well i mean my thought is life is too short to drink cheap coffee so why don't you <laughs> upgrade your coffee game and by the way they did not tell pat to say that that's just no it's just my thought that's just his thought yeah it's like if you're gonna drink coffee drink good coffee right and no, don't and, waste your time. And they they seriously do like craft new flavors all the time, and yeah. like they roast because they roast each one. Like um, again, it. I know this sounds commercially, and I know that it kind of is, but like seriously, we really do like these people. We really do like the coffee. We do. I, I we, need to we order like more. all of our sponsors. So yes. shout out again to Ta Neil and Sinister. We we love you guys. Thank you so much for your support, and we would support you no matter what. Yep, absolutely. So, all right, let's get into the Pat Facts. Pat we've, Facts! We've rambled enough well, Exactly, here, so. let's get into it. All right, so before we begin this history, we have to take a moment to have a little understanding of cemeteries in New Orleans. Yeah, because I got to say, I mean, I'm, I know you're going to go into it, but just reading about stuff, I, I yeah, I definitely need more information. Yeah, just saying that things are above ground, it, it doesn't really make sense right? necessarily. Like, it didn't for me until I saw it and was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do this because New Orleans is below sea level, and it's surrounded by bodies of water. This didn't really make sense to me until I, like, saw it, you know, that it, it it's really odd because when it rains there, it um and it often rains in New Orleans. <laughs> yes. I'm just gonna say, uh, it seems like it always floods. Okay, even like a quick, you know, ten minute rain, mm-hmm. which happens a lot, will leave puddles for days. Oh wow! So yeah, and then the puddles add upon puddles mm-hmm. and stuff. So um, when you bury someone in the ground with a high water table like that, and it floods. Mm-hmm. The graves flood. So, sorry, this might sound a little morbid in these kind of things, but um, this has meant that there are times in New Orleans history where the graves flooded and caskets could be seen floating down Bourbon Street. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, also, New Orleans has a lot of different influences. They have the French, they have the Spanish, African, Caribbean, and Creole. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you see this mostly in the food that they have there, but you also see it in the architecture, mm-hmm. which um, directly transcends to the burials. Okay. That they have, okay. Um, in in their death culture, gotcha. as one would say. 
So it's not just the caskets floating down the river. It's much more than that. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's, ooh, it's yeah, it's a scary creepy thought. Creepy visual. And yeah. Also, too, the population boom that happened at one point there. Mm. Um, really, I mean, they had no place for the dead. So okay. this is what they did. Also, because voodoo has such a strong presence in New Orleans, in both history and legend, the cemeteries were often associated with voodoo. Um, uh, the idea of writing the three X's, mm-hmm. it's got nothing to do about movies or anything like that. It, um, it's, be- it's become connected with the legends of Marie Laveau. Mm-hmm. And other voodoo practitioners. Absolutely. Guessing, right? Well, the voodoo queen. Voodoo queen, yes. That yes. we did an episode we did. on. Yeah. yeah, definitely great companion episode. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, this is going to be a little bit more morbid oh, and extremely really? interesting. More morbid. <laughs> um, above ground burials in a place like New Orleans that can get super hot Ooh. means that the bodies don't stay in those tombs very long. Where do they go? Well, for above ground tombs in New Orleans, when a burial is needed, the cemetery sexton opens the outer tablet marking the opening to the vault of the tomb. Okay. Um, The vaults typically are walled off behind the tablet with brick, uh, which also must be removed. So they have to take all that down whenever they do this. The opening. Yeah. Okay. Um, The remains of the corpse that was most recently interred in there Uh um, are then placed in a bag and removed to the bottom of the tomb. Okay. All right. So you're following me so far. So they take it from the top shelf, move it down. No. Okay. Now I'm lost. So you're saying that it's got many levels on it. So like multiple different people. Yes. Okay. So that's why your story to me, I was like, well, he could own the tomb, Mm -hmm. but not be not be dead because he's gonna be the next one there. Uh, Yeah. Anyways, but anyways, whatever. Okay. Um. So in the local lexicon, this space at the bottom of the tomb is referred to as the Kevo, or as as a receiving vault. Moving the remains in this way makes room for the remains of the corpse to be buried. Um, by local tradition, the tombs cannot be opened in this way for at least one year and one day. It's very important to remember. Uh, the belief being that they would ensure that the corpse already in the tomb is exposed to one full New Orleans summer, uh, to allow for adequate decomposition. So you're kind of saying, okay, so it's like, let's say like, uh, you know, a year and a day ago or whatever, more than that, somebody was buried there and then like I could purchase a space in that tomb essentially. And then if I pass, like, I don't, I don't know I'll if you could, put in there. I don't know if you could buy a uh, tomb there okay. right now. It's like the family. No, no, no. I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I think it might be closed off unless you're super, super rich or super famous. Okay. So assuming I'm super rich, like I'm uh, I'm a famous person or whatever, Yeah, I could get me a space. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Even though like other people have been buried there, it doesn't matter. We just keep rotating. Yeah. And get you into the ground because you're all decomposed. And I will tell you that... Uh, after the second burial there, mm-hmm. um, you know, so 
the person died. They waited the year and the day to o- open it up. Okay. Then they wait another year and a day for the next person. Okay. By that time, there is no body anymore. On the bottom. On the bottom. Oh, because it's just in a bag, you said. And, it's not like and it's, it's hot. And it's hot and it's raining. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so following the appropriate funeral ritual, the cemetery sexton again walls off the vault opening with brick and replaces the tablet. Okay. So that there's a different name on there then. Okay. Uh, generally, the names of the deceased and their birth dates and death dates are chiseled into on um, the tablet or alternately elsewhere on, on the tomb. Okay. Um, the above ground tombs are generally not airtight, okay. so the suitable gas exchange <laughs> can occur for the decomposition of the corpse. Oh. Yeah. All right. right. <laughs> <clears throat> I can understand why people find these cemeteries creepy. Well, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, there's hardly any remains that are still there, necessarily. So it's just like an empty cemetery now with just these tombs? I mean, they're tombs with a bunch of ashes in it, Okay, much. so they're, yeah, so a version of the body. It's, it's, like it's, like, it's like a crematorium that lasts a long time. That takes a long time to cremate. Like I a year you. and a day. Right. Gotcha. (laughs) Um, All right. So now let's get into the actual history of St. Louis Cemetery number one. Okay. Because there's multiple of these kinds of cemeteries. There's There's, three. Okay. There's three St. Louis cemeteries. I visited them all. Um, St. Louis Cemetery number one is my favorite of them all. Okay. Because it's just so crazy that it's just in the middle of everything and it's, it's so small and condensed, but yet so big. I don't know how to explain it. It's really creepy like that. So- St. Louis Cemetery Number One was opened in 1789. Oh wow! Yeah, that makes it the oldest cemetery in New Orleans. It replaced St. Peter's Cemetery, which was a Catholic cemetery, um, and they're all Catholic cemeteries now. Um, there, it replaced St. Peter's after a fire in 1788. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so there was a cemetery. Fire went through. They reopened it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, St. Louis Cemetery Number One is just eight blocks from the Mississippi River. Yeah, in Chicago, we moved ours away from the river. Yeah, well, this is eight eight blocks, so it's that's pretty decent. I good guess. enough, except for the flooding yeah. and stuff that happens there often. Um, and uh, it's one block beyond the border of the French Quarter. Okay. So literally, it's really walking close. distance when you're in the French Quarter. Okay, kind of like I mean, like Graceland's in the middle of the city, so. In Chicago. Yeah, this just doesn't feel the exact same because mm. Graceland is nice and spread out. This is really condensed. It's just like you're walking, and then it's like... You could see it all from the gates pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah. that's weird. Uh, it spans just one square block, but is the final resting place of thousands that's of so people. That's so weird. Yeah, in one block, thousands of remains. Wow. Uh, St. Louis Cemetery Number One is also the most famous cemetery in New Orleans because of its tenants. Okay. Um, so we have uh, some famous people buried there. Etienne de Boré, uh, he was a wealthy pioneer of the sugar industry and the first mayor of New Orleans. Okay. We have Homer Plessy uh, was the was the plaintiff from the landmark nineteen or eighteen ninety six. Plessy versus Ferguson Supreme Court decision on civil rights. Mm, okay. So definitely civil rights area there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
notable Creole author and educator Alexander Dimitri. And one of its most famous residents is Marie Laveau, who is believed to be in the Galapian family crypt, although they don't 100% know. And again, there's no way to really check because she's not there no more. That's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and I included a picture there, so you got to put that in the oh, show notes. Oh, yeah, we definitely will. And you'll see the X's on it a little bit. Um, this wasn't like they wash away after a little while. Sure. But, um, th- you know, when you go there, you're supposed to put X's on it because it's it's like a voodoo thing. Yeah. And, and again, definitely we're going to talk a little bit more about her, but definitely go back and listen to our Marie Laveau episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in other bizarre history, <laughs> Nicolas Cage purchased a pyramid-shaped tomb to be in his future to be his future final resting place. Yeah, I saw a picture of it. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess there's no like super like confirmation that it's his, but like everyone knows that it's his. No, he's he, he said, said it. it. Yeah, okay. he's he said it. It was. Um, it's weird. Why would you? I don't know. Okay. Anyways. But he would be the on- only person in there, though. That's what I was going to say. Like, is he sharing this? No. Wow. I mean, I can't even imagine how much money that costs. And he wants a pyramid. It is. It's him. a No, it, he look, thinks he's a tarot or like a pharaoh. Oh, yeah. No. Have you seen a picture of it? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. It's there. And like, I, it's already built. I, I was there in 2004, and this was in 2010. So. All right. Well, I'll put a picture in the show notes. Yeah. It's, it's weird looking. Uh, to be buried there, you either have to be, as I said to Rebecca, you, you either have to be super famous or have a ton of money. I'm assuming both, yeah. honestly. Um, effective March 1st, 2015, the Roman Catholic Diocese of New Orleans, which owns and manages this cemetery, has closed um, it to the general public um, because of the rise in vandalism there, mm-hmm. like the X's and right, stuff right. like that. They didn't want that anymore. However, in a controversial move, the diocese uh, is now charging tour companies for access to it, and they charge uh, $4,500 per year or lesser amounts for short periods. Mm. So if you're only going to do a tour there for like three months, you could pay a shorter amount or a smaller amount. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Families who own, own tombs can apply for a pass to visit, though. Yeah, can no. Apply for can a apply pass. for a pass. There's no guarantee. I don't know what kind of proof you'd need. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really weird. But the, and then I was thinking too, back to I think something you said earlier when you were talking about your own tour that when you were on it, people would like check in for free. Yeah, like they would kind of follow along. So I can't imagine the tour companies are probably like, yeah, like we can make a lot more than that is going to cost us. And then we don't have uh, free riders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so, I mean, I guess for the on tour companies, it's better in a way, but they also have to pay $4,500 right, for that. So it limits. I'm just saying it's probably like the big tour companies that were already doing it and making a lot of money working. I'm just saying there's a little something behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, when I went, I didn't plan to take that tour. I just went to the cemetery and at the front of it, like on the sidewalk, because mm-hmm. it's literally, there's like a sidewalk and then <laughs> right. a gate for it and you're right there. Yeah. Um, there was person offering tours and charged us money and I was like, yeah, I'll pay that. It's, you it's know? often worth it if it's a good one to get the history. Yeah. And th- this was really good. Um, but again, it's like, uh, there's a lot more speculation on who might be buried there in the early days. Interesting. Because 
the markers have all worn down. True, true. And a lot of times records get lost. And yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> um, and, you know, I just have to say that you do get that overwhelm- overwhelming feeling of something in there, you know, um, when you go in there. Definitely one of those places that has a vibe is what you're saying. Yeah. But I, I would think it's probably because of how condensed it is and how much it really is in that small space. It's mm. overwhelming to your senses. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything to add to the history? I don't. No. I mean, I you did a great job. That I was wondering if you were going to mention Nicolas Cage, and then you did. Of course. Of I course, mean, I'm going to mention him. Of course. Not my favorite actor, but if you <laughs> Nicolas Cage, if you want to come on the show to talk about this. We'd be more than happy to have I you. am a Nicolas Cage fan, so. Okay. Always happy. So you would be fangirling a little bit? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> what would you say to Nicolas Cage? Okay, I mean, I haven't seen everything. You haven't? No. I thought you said you're a fan. I know, but the ones that I've seen, I really liked. So I'm just... I just I think he's I think he's a good actor when he turns it on when he's and he's and he's into it. So okay, yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, you didn't see his new movie where he plays himself. No, it looked good though. The preview looked good. Maybe I'll catch it, it at good, some yeah. point. All right, so we've talked enough about these things. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna get to the debate. Spooky time. Throughout our time doing Ghostly, we've met a lot of great people. People that don't always fit into our episode schedule. And even when they do, we try to focus on the topic of the episode and we don't really get a chance to get to know them as a person. That's why we came up with the idea of Ghostly X. Ghostly X will come out on the weeks when there is no regular Ghostly episode. And it'll have interviews with amazing people and listener feedback from previous episodes. We also can't wait to talk about the paranormal in the news. We're very proud of this project, and we can't wait to share it with you. Ghostly X is a Patreon exclusive. You can start listening now by going to ghostlypodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon link in the menu bar to become a patron and help support Ghostly by listening to our brand new show. Hello, boils and ghouls. It's that time of year again. Are you looking for something paranormal and possibly supernatural this Halloween season? Well, look no further. Join Graveside Paranormal Investigative Tours this season. Graveside Paranormal will take you on a four and a half hour ghost tour of the southwest suburbs of Chicago starting on October 8th. During these tours, you will receive equipment at certain sites to do small investigations. You will be able to use our legendary Anahata Spirit Portal Box. You will receive an EMF and all of the investigations we will record and you will see on our YouTube series the next following week. 
Go to the legendary Chet's Millie Lounge to hear the ghostly story of Resurrection Mary. Or come to the farm in Palis Hills to hear the ghastly story of the Butcher of Palis. And new this year, and only on select dates, October 22nd, 28th, and 29th, for the first time ever, the gates of St. James Cemetery, otherwise known as Monk's Castle, is allowing us to push the gates open and tell you the spine-chilling stories on the grounds at night. So grab your holy water and call your mama and go to tours.gravesideparanormal.com That is tours.g-r-a-v-e-s-i-d-e-paranormal.com Boo! We are back, and I just wanted to say beforehand, uh, you might have noticed that we didn't give the poll results from the last episodes, Um, but the reason is, is because we are doing polls all month long. We're keeping them open. Yeah. Because we can't expect you guys to all catch up with every single episode every single time. So we will have those open until um, the first episode in November. Yeah. So keep uh, keep listening and then go vote. Go vote. Um, definitely, you can go to ghostlypodcast.com, click on polls, and you can vote there. We don't accept votes on Facebook. We don't accept votes on Instagram, yeah, LinkedIn, nope. go to any of those places. Ghostlypodcast.com and click on polls. Yeah, although we do love hearing your feedback, though, too. Of course. So um, if you want to post on those you know, things on Facebook and stuff... That's great, um, but also go vote. Yeah, and we'll we post the link a lot on social media. We do. So yeah, check it out. All right, so I guess we have to do this debate then. Uh, yeah, it's time to get to the spooky. That's all why right. we're all here. Literally, okay. the reason. <laughs> so we're gonna start with, of course, Marie Laveau. Okay. So again, we did a whole episode on the Voodoo Queen. Um, and talked a lot about her uh, life and her history and that her uh, her haunted activities. <laughs> mm. So definitely go back and check that. Um, you know, her ghost appears in many places all around New Orleans. Uh, and one of the most famous, though, is at her grave or what we believe to be her grave, mm-hmm. <laughs> as Pat was telling us. Um, so witness witnesses claim to have seen her walking through the tombs. Others claim that her spirit becomes violent by scratching, pinching, or shoving them. Um, And many believe that if they mark her tomb with three X's, she will grant them a wish or favor. Um, Which, again, we talked about a lot of this stuff, but, you know, let's just focus on the fact that people say they they see her, right, walking around. And I have a story from Reddit. Um, now, I actually couldn't find this Redditor's name. It said, like, deleted, <laughs> but the story was still there. Um, but she was posting things, creepy things that happened to her while visiting St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 and was wondering if others had had anything 
um, as well. Okay. So here's what she said. We were on a Ghosts and Graveyards tour, and the tour guide took us past Marie Laveau's tomb. I have heard that this may not be where she is actually buried, but regardless, it was quite interesting. I was lingering at the back of the group, just taking everything in. When the rest of the group moved on to the next tomb, I took a cigarette from my husband, approached the tomb, and asked Marie for a safe trip home. Rode a motorcycle from Oklahoma to New Orleans and back and left the cigarette at the to- at the door of the tomb. Apparently, this is a common custom, and I've heard legends about tobacco attracting spirits. As the rest of the group was listening to the tour guide talk about the next tomb, I had my back turned to them and was just looking around the cemetery when I saw a very thin woman with very dark skin in a long black dress with long sleeves and a high collar, walk between the tombs on the opposite end of the cemetery. She had her hair up in what appeared to be either a big high bun on her head or perhaps wrapped in a bandana of sorts. She was too far away to make out exact details, but her skin was as dark as her dress and hair slash head wrap. She was entirely black like a shadow, but she was definitely a female form in a long dress. And a lot of people will claim that Marie Laveau is has that kind of creole look when okay. she's walking as a ghost. Well, I mean the the thing about this cemetery is it's easy to spot somebody in there because it's so small, mm-hmm. but yet it's easy to lose people because of you know these tombs are like buildings. Mm-hmm. Um they're like small buildings like shacks almost. Mm-hmm. Some of them like the Marie Laveau one is more like a like a tower of mm. sorts, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not, it's not like a monument to her or anything like that. Let me just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's easy to spot people in there. It's easy to lose people in there as well. So I'm just going to say that this was probably a person, um, you know, there is a lot of stuff that goes on in New Orleans that um, the general public might not be privy to. Uh, like a lot of the jazz funerals and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which are just amazing and just awesome. That's the way to go. It's to celebrate it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but things like that, you know, are things that they don't just invite the general public to necessarily. So this could be someone that is one of those people that participate in the jazz funerals or something like that, just dressed in, you know. Wow. Like a cosplay kind of situation. Okay, so, so you think this was a real like she? This was like a real person that she. I saw. think this is a real person. I I think that's per, uh, perfectly feasible to to see that and and you know to somebody that is vacationing, they might not realize that this might be a, some kind of custom that they have or something. Interesting. I think it's very coincidentally that she just was at the tomb and then she looks and sees like almost like a shadow person. It sounds like. Yeah. People, people do leave a lot of stuff there or they did. Mm. Um, I don't know if they currently still do. Um, but there was a lot of, you know, coins there and there was a lot of tobacco there, I would say. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so I mean, although I appreciate the story behind it, I would love for that to be something, but I just, 
I, I don't believe that, so I'm going to give it a zero. A Rebecca. zero. All right. I'm going to give this one a seven. Seven? Yeah. No, definitely. We hear the story. This is what people say they see. And then, yep, that's what she saw. But it could so. be a person. Yeah, it didn't sound like a person. No, I mean, if she thought it was a real person, I think she would But would've. she did no explanation that it wasn't just a normal person, though, too. Well, Everything she, that she said can be taken. I didn't read her whole letter, but she started it with, these are creepy things that I couldn't explain. So yeah, Maybe it's creepy because somebody is in, you know, um, not the attire you would uh, expect, but this could be, maybe this could be a mourner too that was dressed in all black. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know. All right. Seven. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, I've got another one. Um, this is Alphonse. Um, one, uh, he's a kind of a regular ghost that people see. <laughs> he's a young boy. Um, we don't really know what his backstory is, um, but what he wants is pretty clear to people. He is seen stopping visitors to introduce himself and then ask them to help him get home. Um, but when people ask, like, hey, so where is your home? Um, he starts crying um, or he, run, you know, runs away or sorry, he starts crying and running away or he disappears. Um, he's also been known to take flowers from other graves to place on his own. And he seems to be connected in some way to the uh, Pineda family as he has a habit of appearing whenever someone approaches that tomb and warning the visitor to stay away. Okay. So we got this little child. Alphonse why would he? Why would around the? Why cemetery. would? Why would he put flowers by his own, but then warn people to stay away? So well, like, I don't know one, that that's his his grave that he's. Oh, okay, it's a but different in, family. Like one sense, it's like he wants people to visit him, but in the other sense, no, don't don't visit. <laughs> well, again, I'm assuming very very conflicted. Those are there. different. <laughs> I miss it. Maybe the Pineda family like heard him. Maybe they're the reason he's like has a grave. I don't know. Yeah. I. So um, I will say that there is a dark part of um, New Orleans in that there is a huge homeless population. There's a lot of people out there doing creative things to ask for money. Um, you know, like we have the robot man that's out there. We had one guy that looked like Uncle Sam, although he recently passed. Mm. Um, um, so, you know, I'm just going to have to say that I think this is one of the locals just with a really good sense of humor. So but it's a kid, though, and he's not asking for money. He's asking for help to get home. Yeah. I mean, I think that's possible that it could be a local, though. I, this is so interesting. So you're in your mind. These ghosts are just like, no, it's just real people. <laughs> Like, yeah, it, like it actually happened. It just if you just were people. there, like I don't know when this happened too. So it's happened this, multiple times. But I don't know if this has happened since the closing of it. I don't know, know to the general public. But it used to be that you could just walk in there. It was not a big deal um, to walk in there to be a part of it. People would hang out there sometimes. People would meet there. People would. I don't know. It's just. You, you, you'd have to see it and the close proximity that you can get to everything there. Mm, all right. So what's your score for this one? I'm going to go zero. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go six on this one. Okay. I don't have a lot of specifics, but, you know, again, seems to be... that. That's the thing sometimes. Kids hang around the cemeteries and then they... It's sad. 
Okay. All right. So next one is. But you have to like understand too that this is right off of the French Quarter, so it is in a highly populated area. This isn't like like a cemetery like you would think of. This is like you're walking down a city block and all of a sudden there's a cemetery for a block. It's like the 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 people are so close to that area. But I mean, like it's a it's, it's a kid. And there's people. There's street performers and street artists outside the gates right there, like drawing pictures of people, um, playing um, buckets with spoons and stuff. Um, There's a lot of stuff happening right there at that particular spot. Yeah. Again, though, I mean, like, again, this is like a common thing. And he's always perpetually a kid. Like, so I just, it doesn't seem... All right, all right. Okay, for me. But anyways, all right, let's move on to the next one. Um, we have Harry, oh, sorry, Henry Vignet, um, and his is a tragic story. So he was a sailor during the 19th century, so 1800s, um, and he really didn't have like a house, right? So he's like a nomad, right? Because he's a sailor. So he would travel all the time going out on the, the ocean. Um but uh, New Orleans, he had a local boarding house that he would stay at, and it was kind of like a homish. Um, but he was always worried um, about his papers when he was away. Um, so the last time, you know, before he was leaving, he didn't know it was his last time, but uh, before he was leaving on a voyage, he asked the owner of the boarding house to keep his papers if he died. And they included the records for his family tomb so that, you know, he could be buried there. So the owner of the boarding house was like, don't worry, all's good. You don't have anything to worry about. And so he left. Um, While he was at sea, the owner sold his family tomb. Because obviously, again, worth a lot of money. We've talked about that. Um, When he got back, he discovered her treachery. Um, Unfortunately, he was not able to fix the problem, though, because he uh, got ill and died before he could do it. Um, but since his tomb had been sold, there was no money to build another. So his body was buried in an unmarked grave in the pauper section of the cemetery. Um, although his body was laid to rest over a century ago, the ghost of Henry Vignet is still seen wandering the cemetery. He's described as being tall with blue eyes. That's where I got the story from. Mm. And like so corporal that like he seems real. Like, people are like, oh, like, this is a person. And they've actually talked to him. Um, He goes up to tourists and he asks if they know where the Vignet tomb is, um, for he's having trouble finding it himself. Um, Allegedly, he's even turned up two funerals, appearing behind the grieving to ask if there might be any more room in the tomb for him. Um, Now, this next part, okay, I, I cannot find this stuff. Okay. Supposedly that his apparition has been caught on camera. And supposedly there's an EVP of a male's voice proclaiming, I need to rest. But I could not find those two things. So I can't verify them. Okay. But just so people say, though, that they have seen him, that they have spoken with him, and he's looking for his tomb. Okay. Well, I mean... This is a this is a difficult one um, because I don't have many details as far as who 
uh, has seen them, when they saw them. So again, if it was before the closing to the general public, it could have been just a member of the general public going in there. There are a lot of people too, and, and I will say that there are a lot of unhoused people there, like you like to say. Um, although I just, homeless just seems more adequate, but um, unhoused people there, uh, and some of them have a lot of mental illness. And it wouldn't be surprising for somebody to be doing this kind of thing. So they don't see like him disappear or anything like that. They just see a person and it looks like a regular person. And he's just talking about tombs and stuff. Um, So the interesting thing about that is that multiple people can be buried in a single tomb, as we had discussed in the beginning of the history. Um, So that isn't crazy. (laughs) It's not like, you know, put him on top of grandma. You know, that's uh, it is something that would happen, actually. Right. But it didn't happen for him because someone sold his family's tomb. Allegedly. Uh Uh-huh. There's there's no document documented proof of this Henry and this story. Just so (laughs) everybody is clear about this. This is all folklore. Um, so I'm going to have to go low on this one, but I'm going to give it a one because I don't have enough details to be able to debate it properly. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this one a six. It seems a bit, you know, uh, creepy for sure. And I mean, again, I don't know why someone that is again, just like, okay, so I'm, I'm a, an unhoused person and I, um, come in there and I'm just going to be like, hey, maybe can I get a part of that? Can I get that grave? <laughs> well, I mean, you're thinking as a rational person without that form of mental illness. So, I mean, people with mental illness, they believe that they're Theodore Roosevelt. You know, it, it's, I mean, come on. There's a lot of different mental illness out there. This, this that is can, not, you're not making this place a, a place of sound appealing to go to if it's well, just full of... Uh, New Orleans people. is great if you stay in the French Quarter and you are out mostly during the daytime or early evening. But there are some times when you should not be out in the street unless you know what you're doing. Well, I I have a feeling... You know, I do have a friend that lives down there and yeah. they, they do love it. And Lived down there. No, live. Well, oh. I mean, they might be moving. But, uh, you know, I mean, I would say that, uh, you know, there's a lot of great places in New Orleans. There is. There is. But as tourists, you don't know where the great places are and where the shady places are. Well, that's true. I think with any major city, I just don't want to down too much on New Orleans. Like it's special, like it's especially bad or whatever. No, I, I mean, that, look, I, think is true. I love New Orleans. I've been there like six times. I, I, I find it fascinating. I find it amazing. It feels like you're in a different country, but yet you're here. Mm-hmm. You know, you use American currency and you talk <laughs> English and stuff, but it still feels like you're in a different different country. It's the most amazing place in the world. But I will say it's dangerous down there. It is very dangerous. And know where you're going. Read reviews from people. Talk to people. Talk to your hotel and stuff like that if they have a concierge. Ask them about areas because there are some areas that you just should not go to. 
You should not. Good, I mean, good, tra- no, good travel tips. I mean, that's very true. You, I mean, you know, you want to know ahead before like, where you're going. There are there are people that were born and raised on the bayou that don't exist in our um, in our modern um, society as far as like they don't have a social security number, they don't have a birth certificate, they don't have anything, they don't exist. The government <laughs> has no idea who they are. You know, it's it's dangerous though. It it is it is it is dangerous. All right. Yeah. Okay. I've got one more. Okay. So our woman on Reddit that we ta- that uh, said she saw who thinks she thinks might be Marie Laveau, um, had one more. Okay. Uh, thing that happened to her. Uh, so she says, "I was clutching my left hand behind my back with my right as I walked amongst the Protestant graves at the back of the cemetery. This was just a few minutes after I saw the mysterious woman, and something brushed against my hand, but she couldn't see what it was." All right. This is the first piece of evidence that you've presented that seems like it has anything to do with paranormal uh, things to me. Um. But I'm just going to say that it is. It, it, it feels like a creepy place. I mean, because you're not used to all those graves being so condensed in that small of an area. I think this is a psychological thing as well. Um, I really do. Unfortunately, sorry. Um, I think that you're predisposed to it. And also, she went on a tour that was a ghost and cemetery tour Mm -hmm. she's wanting to see ghost she's expecting to see ghost when you're on that kind of tour and i think it's a psychological thing not anything to fault her in i'm not saying she's lying intentionally i'm just saying that it's easy to uh, exaggerate these kind of things all right so what's your rating zero okay uh i'm gonna give it a five um because i want to give her the benefit of the doubt but she just saw a creepy figure and it's real easy to like feel something, feel like something's touching you, but it's just like the feeling. It's so easy I, I'm, to see a creepy figure too. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's, I think too many people. Uh, she's just one example. All right. Well, that brings us to the overall rating. What is your overall rating to this? All right. So my overall rating is going to be a six. A six. For sure. Okay. Um, Again, definitely a lot of sightings. Um, I'm just kind of going in the middle. Again, if I could do 6.5, no, I could do it. I would. No, you can't. All right. How about for you? Uh, I'm going to have to go zero because I'm going to average out all mine. Uh, I think that um, you have to be exposed to New Orleans to understand what I'm saying in this, that I'm not just being paranoid and stuff, that there are people there that, have a lot of mental illness and there are people there that are out to get money. So those two things combined means that a lot can happen. See, all right. You, you want to do our final arguments? Yeah. So uh, that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep Rebecca honest. Hey. Uh, you always try to go over on your times there. So, Rebecca, are you ready? I'm ready. Go. All right. So, here's the thing. None of these ghosts ask for money. <laughs> like All of them are 
you know, just being creepy, looking for a place to, to rest. Um, you know, we don't know for sure why uh, the cemetery is haunted, but, you know, it, it certainly is a place where a lot of, um, you know, I mean, again, anytime a cemetery, you know, you're going to have a lot of death and you're going to have a lot of tragic stories. Um, and I think this is no exception. And in fact, it's very dense, right? You know, we have thousands of people buried there, thousands of stories, thousands of spirits, and they're all in one kind of, you know, small area. It's not surprising to me that there is a lot of energy there. There's a lot of souls wandering and lost. Um, and, you know, people see them and they're looking for something. So there you go. It's creepy. All right. You had four seconds left, See, Rebecca. I don't always go over. But you do sometimes. No. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yes. All right. So a quick story about when I was in New Orleans. Uh, I had met this guy that was one of these living statues that um, would take pictures with you, although he couldn't stop talking. He was definitely mentally ill, and he was definitely challenging everyone's belief and he claimed to be Alice Cooper. Um, so I'm just saying, these things can happen in these kind of places. Um, there are living statues right outside the particular area. They would look like they're statues, and you might think that there's something else. It's a creepy place because it's a cemetery in New Orleans, and we're not accustomed to the above-ground burial. It just, this place is not haunted at all. It just is really cool and you should visit, but be careful. All right. All right. So I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement, Rebecca. Yes. Um, remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And this is the spooky season. We shouldn't have to tell you that. Just hit it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Spread the word. Uh, you know, get your friends listening, your family. Um, it's a great show to listen to together and then uh, have your own conversations about all of this. So. Yeah. And speaking of friends, I would like to bring up some of my friends yes. and your friends mm -hmm. that are also VIP patrons. Yep. Um, and they're like our producers here. So we have Alicia. Carrie, Becky, Natalie, Kim, Ta, Ernie, Marisol, Shayla, Cindy, Kevin, Nicole, Jessica, Alice, Austin, Aaron, Hope, and Candy. And on the next episode of Ghostly, we will be talking about Highgate Cemetery, which I'm super excited about because I don't know much about it and it looks so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I would just say. Um, it's in London. Uh, it's in so London. So it's going to be great. And when does it come out? It comes out in just one week on October 19th. Again, every Whoa. week, just cemetery haunted, haunted cemetery again. And then Not another haunted, haunted skeptic, cemetery. Be skeptic. And then another haunted. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to keep coming at you with the haunted cemeteries all month. So I feel exciting. Like, I feel like you're punching me in the face with this cemetery haunted, stuff. Haunted, haunted. <laughs> all right. Until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.